0: Welcome to Achieve More, the High Performance Transformation podcast, where I help people and teams overcome challenges and achieve peak potential using neuroscience and high performance skills, tools, and approaches. My name is Michael Scheel, and I am a high performance coach and transformation consultant. I have over 22 years of experience in coaching and consulting community sector and broader public sector, people, teams, and organizations to improve and achieve more with what they have. Each podcast, I focus on tactical, easy-to-use ways to help people and teams find a compelling vision, overcome their challenges, and to create transformation plans so they can have the mindset, vision, habits, and skills to achieve higher performance in any aspect of their life. This week, I want to talk about overwhelm, which is something I think just about all of us probably have experience in. Specifically, the topic is why you feel overwhelmed, what it actually is, and I want to give you seven tactical ways to overcome it. So I think once you actually understand what's going on in your brain with overwhelm you'll find it's actually there's some pretty simple ways that we can address it all right so let's jump right in you know overwhelm is that feeling when you feel like you're drowning you're in back-to-back meetings all day you can't get to to all the work that you want to do maybe you've got so much to do after work that there isn't time for for the work that you bring home maybe you've got a parent or a child or a friend or something that you need to help with and you just feel overwhelmed with all the things that you need to do in life and first of all you're not the only person uh surveys show that somewhere between 60 percent to 75 percent of you know canadians americans or british anybody you know, around the world who takes these surveys all pretty much say the same thing that you know 60 to 75 percent of people feel overwhelmed at least some of the time and a lot of people feel overwhelmed most of the time and by overwhelmed they mean that they're unable to cope so let's talk about that so according to the oxford dictionary uh, overwhelm is when you have such a strong emotional effect that it is difficult to resist or know how to react cambridge dictionary defines it as something it is too much or almost too much for you to manage. I think that latter one is, is probably closer to, to what you feel like. So in workplace terms, these are the days where you can't think straight because you feel like you're overwhelmed with information, tasks, expectations, deadlines. You know, you got lots of work, your emails are constantly popping up, the phone is ringing, colleagues are checking in, your to-do list is growing, and it doesn't feel like it will ever end. Things feel out of control, or they're about to feel out of control, and you kind of feel like, I'm not sure how I'm going to get this all done. So to talk about what's going on there in your brain, I'm going to give you two bits of science here. There's two parts of your brain that are important for this conversation, and I'm just going to go in a little bit here. I'm not going to go too deep. One is the prefrontal cortex, and the other is your amygdala. Your prefrontal cortex, or your PFC, it's that part of your brain. It's right behind your forehead. It's the executive functioning part of your brain. It guides attention. It guides your thinking, your planning, your actions, your creativity. That's the part of your brain that you want to work. That's where you're going to do all your good strategic functioning. And what your PFC does is by combining that external stimuli, things that are coming in through your, your senses, with the ideas that's stored in your memories, you can, you can make meaning and form ideas and be creative. For your PFC to work effectively, you need the right balance of hormones. You need norepinephrine. Think of that. It's kind of like adrenaline which strengthens the, the, the neural connectivity, the neurons in your in your brain, particularly in your PFC. And you need dopamine to help you stay focused and block distractions so that you can achieve your goals. And the PFC is sometimes called the Goldilocks part of your brain because it needs just the right balance of, of those hormones and a couple of other things for you to actually feel calm, relaxed, and focused. Too much or too little of, of any of those hormones and everything goes out of whack and you won't be able to focus as much as you want to. Meanwhile, at the same time, your amygdala uh, is a part of your brain that it sort of it forms the core of a neural system for processing your fear and threatening stimuli, including detection of threat and activating that the, the appropriate sort of fear or fight or flight response. So think of it as your fight or flight. It's basically checking all that stimuli that's coming in and saying, Hey, is this is this going to be a reward or is this going to be a threat for us? So basically think about it as you want your PFC to do the critical thinking. But At the same time, that amygdala is is constantly checking for threats. If you get too many stimuli, your amygdala is going to take over because it feels threatening to have too much stimuli. So your amygdala then releases stress hormones that prepare the motor activation of the parts of your body required for fight or flight. These stress hormones also dampen the use of the PFC so you're literally not able to think straight. And if you think about it from a biological perspective, this makes sense. If way back thousands of years ago, you're being chased by a saber-teethed tiger, You don't necessarily need to want to think strategically from a context or creatively perspective. You just want to run like hell. And so that's what the amygdala does. It says, hey, we're being threatened. We've got to dampen it all down, give you the adrenaline, give you the focus to to run like hell. So you can still operate in that mode today in an office environment. But because of those stress hormones, it's going to be harder to focus. It's going to be harder to think clearly. It's going to be harder to remain calm. And activities are just going to take longer. And repeatedly, studies have also shown that both quality and the quantity of the work that you're going to do will go down. So, you know, is this bad? Obviously, in the in the short term, maybe, maybe not. Maybe in the short term, there's there's a, a lot of things going on and you need to get sort of amped up and find the energy and the focus to, to get excited to do the work. So from that perspective, in the short term, it's probably a good thing that you're getting some some adrenaline pumping through your body. But the negative impacts come over time. So if you're constantly at a low level or a medium level of stress, it's even worse if you're constantly at a high level of stress, your quantity and quality of work will suffer. We know from studies that your mood's going to suffer. You might have even experienced this. Many overwhelmed people report feelings of ongoing deep sadness, maybe anger, fear, uh, anxiety, guilt. You'll feel drained, tired. uh, And when you're feeling drained and tired, it's really hard for you to be able to focus and get back on track sometimes as a result of that your relationships might suffer too with your colleagues or with others and your body is actually very very much it's negatively impacted with that constant stream of stress hormones they've done studies to show that actually your neural connectivity in your in your PFC so that part of your brain that you want to be functioning so that you can you can do all your critical thinking the neurons don't connect as well when you're under complete stress like that so you have weaker connections so it's harder for you to think and it's harder for you to make decisions and over time, it can actually weaken those those links uh, for a very long time. And sometimes in really bad situations, you can actually kill off brain cells. So after all of that doom and gloom, what, what causes overwhelm? So there's lots of research that, that points to there's a few typical causes, including, you know, for most people, it's too much stimuli. You've got too many things coming in. You're trying to concentrate on a Zoom. You're looking at emails, phone call, the phone might be ringing. Uh, people might be talking to you at the same time, so it's too many stimuli at the same time. That's the biggest one. Uh, number two, you might have many important life challenges that are just hanging in your in your subconscious or unconscious. Maybe there's a major sickness or you've got uh, a looming report that you don't know how to do. Things like that. So major life challenges uh, that are ongoing in the background of your mind. That can lead to it as well. Uh, number three, lack of coping mechanisms. So if you don't have the standard coping mechanisms to be able to deal with overwhelm or some of those stimuli, uh, that can lead to it as well. And then studies have also shown uh, a lack of sense or purpose or meaning in life, that you don't have a direction in your life. And so you, with that lack of, of purpose or sense of meaning, uh, it's hard for you to put, put it all together and make meaning of all the different stimuli that are coming in. So those are the four main reasons. So let's get to the good part, though the seven ways that you can stop overwhelm. So these are tactical things that you can do right now after you listen to this podcast to stop feeling overwhelmed. Number one, this is kind of a cheat. Basically, it's stopping and thinking what's causing that overwhelm? Because the most important thing that you can do is is hit it at the at the prime cause, not at the symptom. So so stop and think a little bit. Is it that I'm taking on too much work? Is it that I have my emails and my phone on while I'm in Zoom meetings? Am I trying to do work in the background while I'm in Zoom or is it that I've got major life threatening challenges in the background? Am I, am I doing those sorts of things? Are those the sorts of things that are going on? So that's number one. Thinking about that so that you can create an effective plan to address it. Number two, um, review your, your approach to your basic neural survival. So, so there's, there's a concept in, in neuroscience that sort of says that if you have basic neural, uh, neural pathways, neural, um, health, then then you can survive and that's things like uh, basic things like sleeping nutrition movement exercise and mindfulness if you can master those then you're going to be you're going to be doing okay if those start to suffer then that's where you start to go into burnout and overwhelm mode and you cannot actually achieve high performance until you have those things so again it's sitting back and thinking how is my sleep how is my nutrition am i getting up and moving regularly am i exercising Am I doing more than just moving? Am I doing some exercise? And do I have a mindfulness practice? Introducing those things. Those are the most basic coping mechanisms that you can do for your brain and your body. Uh, Number three, focus on doing one thing at a time. This is probably the most critical thing that anyone can do starting right after this. If you're going to be in a meeting, pay attention in the meeting. If you're going to work on a report, just work on the report. And... Don't try to multitask. Don't try to do two or three things at the same time, which means whatever you're doing, you turn off everything else. So you turn off your emails while you're working on your report. You turn off your emails while you're in that meeting. You turn off your phone. You close your door. You do whatever, and you focus on one thing at a time. Number four, similar to number three, instead of just focusing on one thing, it's turning off those distractions as you do your work. So even if you are focusing on one thing at a time, turn off your phone and actually leave it in another room. Turn off your email, turn off the music, turn off anything that's going to distract you from focusing on that one thing at a time. Number five, take breaks during the day. Uh, we know from experience, and I've done some podcasts on this before, that, that, that life is more a series of, of sprints and not really a long marathon. You cannot get through the workday without breaks. And taking many breaks is actually a really important thing for your, your thing that your brain needs to, to take a rest and to be able to refocus. And so there isn't enough time to get into all of this, but really the best thing you can do is take a break every 45 to 60 minutes. Take a five minute break, relax, unfocus, close your eyes, let it all go, and then you focus again. Number six, incorporate a mindfulness practice. So many studies out there have shown that if you do a mindfulness practice, the benefits come even well after you've done that mindfulness practice throughout the rest of your day and helping you remain calm, um, stay out of the, the fear zone, uh, allow you to think logically and, and not jump into that fight or flight mode. Uh, mindfulness has a such a massive positive impact on our day and our ability to focus and do things. And then number seven, uh, this is sort of in response to that, you know, the, the, that fourth cause of, of, of overwhelm was lack of a sense of purpose or meaning or direction in life. So if, if that is part of it, if you're feeling kind of stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed because you don't know what to do and how to get out of it, then you know, the the antithesis to that is to create a plan. So it's create a plan for what you want to achieve, figure out maybe your direction, your sense of purpose, and figure out your structure for what you're gonna to do to get from here to there. Which I know sounds kind of flippant to say, uh, but this is part of why I do these podcasts. Um, I've got some frameworks and stuff where I work with my with with the people that I coach to help them figure that out. So it might take a little bit of effort, but that is something that has been very useful for some of my clients. Okay, so those are the seven ways to stop overwhelm. Number one, just again, real quick, repeat, consider your specific causes of overwhelm. Number two, uh, your basic neural uh, survival methods of sleep, nutrition, movement, exercise, mindfulness. Do those. Number three, focus on one thing at a time. Don't do your multitasking. Number four, turn off distractions as you do your work. Number five, take many breaks during your day. Number six, incorporate mindfulness. And number seven, create that plan so that you can can get that thriving, fulfilled life that you want. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. If you like what you heard today, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. That helps other people find this podcast and helps me achieve my goal of helping as many people and teams as possible achieve more and reach fulfilling, thriving lives. You can subscribe to our site at Invictus.coach forward slash register. Again, that's Invictus.coach forward slash register. And you can get regular updates on how we're using neuroscience and high performance skills, tools, and approaches to help people, teams, and organizations reach that peak performance we're talking about and achieve more. And if you sign up now, you will receive access to two documents that will help you achieve higher performance in slightly different ways. The first one is more for teams and organizations. It focuses on the four main ways you can achieve higher performance in your team or your organization right now. It outlines the four places where you can find up to 25% more savings or efficiencies. It also shows you where to look, what questions to ask, and how to achieve them. The other document you can look at is the Six Pillars of High high Success. This one is more for personal performance. It outlines the six areas where high performers create daily habits to achieve clarity on their goals, where they're more productive, they achieve more with their days, they get more success, and reach more fulfillment in life. I wish you all the best in your journey to achieve higher performance.